0: Let's
1: dig into these Uber earnings. We're pleased to be welcoming to the show the CEO of that very company, Dara Khosrowshahi, as well as, of course, our own Emily Chang of Bloomberg News. Emily, take it away first. Caroline, thank you so much. Dara, thank you as well as always for joining us. So look, Uber shares have almost doubled this year, but they were a little volatile this morning on the upswing. Now, what's the message to investors who are seeing mixed signals here?
0: Well, the message to investors is that uh, we had another record uh, quarter and that the business is accelerating and actually surprised us on on the top line. Uh, Our gross bookings came in uh, over $35 billion, up 20% on a constant currency basis, accelerated versus an already high growth rate uh, in Q2. Uh, If you look at the number of trips taken on the platform, 2.4 billion trips this last quarter. That's 27 million uh, trips taken every single day. That was up 25% on a year on year basis. Again, an acceleration over last quarter where trips grew 22%. We did have a revenue accounting adjustment. And basically, it was uh, uh, taking marketing costs and incentives, uh, we do provide incentives to customers, uh, discounts to spur demand. And while they used to be uh, classified as marketing costs in previous years and previous quarters, they were classified as contra revenue. Uh, and our revenue then stated revenue grew 10%. Uh, but this, it, it's really the geography of marketing classified as contra revenue took down a reported revenue by 8% doesn't affect mm-hmm. the bottom line at all. So our adjusted EBITDA came in at a billion 92, up over a hundred percent on a year on year basis. And then of course we were again, gap uh, net income profitable with over $200 million in net income. And uh, it's something that we expect to be profitable going forward as, a, as an enterprise.
1: Right. Your second quarter of profitability. Revenue is growing more slowly, though, over the last several quarters. So, you know, what are your longer term? What's your longer term view on where the growth is going to come from? And, you know, those who are concerned about market saturation?
0: Well, the revenue growth slowdown is, again, purely as a result of these accounting reclassifications. If you look at the business and the bookings growth, which is really consumer demand, both on the ride side and on the delivery side, both of them accelerated. So our mobility business uh, grew gross bookings 30% on a year-on-year basis. It was an acceleration over Q2. We saw strength all over the world, but we saw particular strength in the Asia-Pacific regions and Latin American regions as a result of some of the newer products that we've introduced, taxi, Two-wheelers, uh, uh, motorcycles that you know are Uber motorbikes that can whisk through traffic, et cetera. And then on the delivery side, our gross bookings grew 16 percent again, an acceleration over Q2 when they grew 14 percent. And that's just food delivery continuing to be super popular with consumers all around the world. It's our growing faster than the general category. We grew, we gain category position in nine out of ten. Top 10 markets all, all around the world. And it's our newer grocery offerings, uh, expanding beyond just food into grocery, alcohol, pet food, whatever you want delivered to your home. Uh, we want Uber Eats to be there. So the strength continues. The the consumer, U.S. consumer, uh, global consumer cons, uh, continues to be strong. And that's definitely been a tailwind for our business.
1: You've been building out your advertising business, and I'm curious where you see the biggest opportunity there. Who's the target demo? Where's the most upside? Where's the best place to show folks in the app new advertising, and how does that play out?
0: Well, the biggest part of our advertising business are restaurants who are looking to improve their placement inside of the marketplace by targeting consumers or eaters who are likely to... want to eat from that restaurant. And these are mostly small and medium businesses and enterprises like uh, McDonald's or Wendy's, etc., who advertise on our platform. And because we know so much about our uh, consumers, all our data, etc., we can identify consumer segments who are likely to react, so to speak, to that advertising. And as a result... Uh, advertising revenue continues to uh, to grow at significant numbers. We targeted a billion dollars in advertising uh, for next year. We're pacing on that target. We're gonna exceed that target as well. The number of advertisers who are advertising on Uber is up 70% on a year-on-year basis. It's over $400,000, 400,000 businesses as well. Now, one of the newer advertising products that we're very excited about is actually branded ad- advertisements. And you might see those branded uh, advertisements when you're using your Uber app and you're waiting for your car. Uh, we might show you an ad from an Apple or, uh, or a credit card company or an upcoming movie. Um, our demographic consumer tends to be urban, tends to be very high income, and we have very big hopes for our branded advertising business as well. Dara, we've gone deep here on the numbers, which Emily and Caroline know I love doing. But I just have a big picture question for you. What does Uber look like in five years from now? And what are the steps that you take to to meet your vision for Uber in five years' time? Well, I think in five years' time, we really want to be that operating system for everyday life. Uh, for you personally. Uh, We want you to wake up and think about Uber. Am I gonna have breakfast? Uh, Am I going to top up my groceries uh, if I'm cooking tonight? going to the office, coming back to the office. We really want Uber to be there every day to help you in your life, to get you where you're going, and to save time from some of these tasks. You know, there are some people who like grocery shopping, but there are a ton of people who don't like grocery shopping. There are a ton of people who just want to eat at home, et cetera, and we want uh, Uber to be that relevant life partner or life operating system for you really all over the world.
1: Is the freight unit, Dara, still part of that vision in five years' time? There's been talk from our own Bloomberg analysis that maybe that spun off.
0: Well, freight is a very promising segment for us that is suffering now from kind of the great freight recession uh, that you see. Freight rates are coming down post-pandemic as a result of an oversupply situation. Uh, there are a ton of digital brokers and actually analog traditional brokers going out of business now. One of our big competitors, Convoy, for example, announced that they were going out of business a couple of weeks ago. And that's those rates have hit our freight business as well. It was down 27% year on year. Uh, it lost some money. Um, but The technology of matching supply and demand in a digital way, we still think has incredible promise. Um, As the freight business uh, cleans up to some extent and some of the smaller players move out, we think that. Uber Freight is going to emerge as one of the players with the best technology out there. We've actually invested into the the transportation management part of the business. So not only do we connect you with a trucker to go from point A to B, we're helping you with your whole freight network and using machine learning, using the power of the data that we have to create um, a more effective shipping network for you. We think that's a very promising business, and at this point, we are absolutely investing in freight and innovating around freight.
1: Dara, Uber's been in the AI business for a long time, but I know you're integrating it more and more into the platform. Where have you seen the biggest value add so far, and where do you expect to see the biggest value add from AI in the future?
0: Well, AI is intermingled into every part of our platform, and you know, every single time you see a price on Uber, uh, every single time we make an offer to a, a driver on Uber, uh, every time we match you up with a vehicle, route you. All of that is powered uh, by AI. Some of the newer AI kind of innovations that you see with large language models are helping us automate some tasks that were difficult to automate previously or difficult to train machine learning algos previously. Uh, One is, for example, document transcription. Uh, If you put in your license, your insurance, background checks, et cetera, Documents we can transcribe to those with the power of machine learning versus having humans look at it. Um, humans. As it turns out, often make more mistakes than algorithms. We actually combine both into call, a, call it a superhuman. Another area that we are um, we think is quite promising is actually on the customer service side. Anytime someone reaches out to us in customer service, we have to be aware of you know your uh, history with Uber. We've got to be aware of the context. What's going on in that particular time. Uh, And also, what are our policies? And our policies differ all over the world. Again, machine learning algorithms can go through all of that uh, at the click of the button, essentially, and then get back to the customer And we think actually provide an elevated customer service at a lower cost, something that's super excited for us. All right. Our thanks there to Uber CEO Dara Khosrowshahi and, of course, Bloomberg's Emily Chang out in SF.